The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. And once again, it's the first Thursday of a new month. So that means today's episode is Ask Suzanne and Sanaya. Really, it should be Ask Sanaya because when you all ask your questions, I turn it right over to my team of guides who we call Sanaya. And the answer just comes through me because that's what a medium does. We're just the intermediary. So never will any answer on this show come straight from me because the the basic lesson is the best answers always come from higher consciousness. So we're doing something new this month. We're using Zoom so that I can have recordings of these uh, radio shows and put them on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube and I give you the number to call in, this show was pre-recorded when you're watching on YouTube, but for those of you here right now, hearing it on the radio, it's live. So please call in with your questions. You are the show today. And the number is 816-25, nope, yeah, 251-3555. And I see I already have a bunch of people lined up, so we're just going to No, we're going to stop for a second because I want to tell you about an event coming up this Saturday, November 6th. I am talking with Stephen Dynam from the Shift Network all about mediumship, the three keys to mediumship, a new process that my guides gave me for connecting across the veil, a very quick little checklist to run down, and I'll guide everyone through a process to connect with your guides and ask for a sign that you really did connect with them. So that event you can find out about by going to my website, SuzanneGeesman.com, right up at the top, even before the banner at the top of the website, it talks about this event with the Shift Network. You do have to register first and you'll find all the details right there. For today, 
like I always do with these call-in shows. I'm going to enter anybody who calls. I'm going to put your name on a little piece of paper, and at the end of the show, I'll draw one, and one caller will have their pick of any of my proprietary online courses. Not those done with the Shift Network, but any of my uh, four courses online uh, will give you that as a gift, a prize. Love that. So let's just dive right into callers. I have a board in front of me here hooked up to the studio at Unity Village, and it allows me to see who's calling. So Eileen, you have been waiting the longest. I'm going to put your name on one of my little cards right away, and we welcome you to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Happy to be doing this today. How about you? (laughs) Well, I'm a first-time caller. Uh, I put it in my notes to remind me on my phone, and uh, I'm sitting at work, and it said, beep, call Suzanne. So that's how it worked. Um, I have a question for you about the power of prayer. Okay, bring it on. Okay. Um, I have people pray, of course, to... um, their angels and their guides, but then we also say that you ask for prayers for people who have crossed over, the souls who have crossed over. Is that helpful? Do those souls need our prayer? Um, I feel like we are lower lower entities somewhat, and we're learning why would our prayers be helpful to other souls that have no longer have bodies? And, and it, uh. if so, are prayers helpful to other people here on Earth if it's more of a request that we're making with our human bodies. Yeah, I I can so identify with you thinking that through and they're beautiful thoughts and very well reasoned as far as the the difference between the soul and our human aspect and different levels of reality, different perspective. But as I tune into that, the, the guides say, they don't need your prayers, but they'd like us to think of prayers as love, as love messages. So any prayer you send is felt. It is a way of connecting in awareness because you're always connected to those you're praying for, whether or not you're praying for them. But it's a way of sending your love and your well wishes. And they say, We would like you to know all of those prayers are felt. They're received with the energy with which they're sent. So basically, it doesn't matter what you're sending when it comes from love. That energy is received like the gift that it is. But as far as praying that they have a good experience, that again is a prayer for their well-being. So by all means, send your prayers, but how about doing it more of of an affirmation? We send you affirmations that you have a good experience across the veil, that you remain aware of our love, that sort of thing, rather than asking some deity to grant them goodness when they're already in a realm of goodness. Right, right. And then what about the people here? It's just the same thing. It's just sending a pocket of love, basically, to an individual. If- Absolutely. And, and the challenge with prayer is, from our human limited perspective, we don't always 
know what is in the best interest of someone. And so that's what happens when people say, well, my prayers weren't answered. Well, maybe they weren't supposed to be answered. And what we consider a tragedy many times at our level of awareness is through the interconnection of all that is somehow just right at another level or how it affects someone else. So always affirming that we trust the process, that all is well, and prayers that someone finds strength and courage and peace are never wasted. Got it. Yeah, beautiful. All right, so I, thank you. That helps. We appreciate <laughs> you calling in. Where are you calling from? New York, Long Island, New York. Long Island, okay. Well, yes. have a great weekend and thank you for calling. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Let's see. That was Eileen. Now we're moving on to Susan. You are on the air. Welcome to the show as I put your name on one of my tickets here. Susan, can you hear me? Hi. Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. So what brings you to the show today? Um, I have a question. I have a bit of um, an inclination that my late husband is trying to tell me something um, and I'm not really getting what he's trying to tell me but I feel like just the past couple of days definitely trying to tell me something okay now I don't do what we I heard uh, medium Suzanne Wilson call them drive-by readings on the radio show especially if you right, feel right. there is a a uh an important message from your husband, I would not want to get it wrong or give you a lesser message. And my main purpose always is to empower people and show you how to get those answers yourself. So first let's okay. ask, what is giving you that sense? Susan, what gives you the sense yes. that he's trying to get a message through to you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, it kind of cut off, I apologize. Um, I know that's the other thing I was going to ask you. Do you think it's more wishful thinking or is it, I, I just keep getting these different, um, I don't know, maybe I was kind of, I can't even explain it to be honest with you. I don't know if I can articulate it in words, but I just get this inclination that he is trying to tell me something. Just, yep. I know I, that I sounds would, a little strange. I would trust but, that because... It feels like he's coming through your intuition and it's not something that you feel all the time and you're directly relating to him, that feeling. Yeah. So absolutely trust that. What's very important is to not go to a place of fear, which many people do, and a sense of uh, that something's wrong. I, I have mm -hmm. found that all those across the veil are fine when okay. they try to get messages through to us, sometimes they're trying to let us know about something that's coming up. So I would use my practice that I call the sip of the divine, sitting in peace. You can go to YouTube and Google my name and sip of the divine. It's a three minute practice where you get centered, you get settled, a few deep breaths will help you get to a nice, relaxed, calm state so that your mind isn't racing and you're able to discern more easily. And then in that practice, very brief practice, so anybody can find the time to do it, you direct your awareness directly to your husband. 
usually the sip of the divine is more open but you feel it's from him mm -hmm. so direct your awareness to him and ask if you're trying to get a message through to me what is it and then just okay. blank your mind usually we can't do that for too long but you just become aware of everything you're sensing whether it's something you hear in your thoughts even if they sound like your own thoughts you might see a mm -hmm. visual you might get a feeling and then you mm -hmm. listen again and ask what is that all about whatever you sense engage your husband or whoever comes through and keep pulling the thread as i say to see what you discern from it and that's a process that any of us can use any time okay wonderful thank you i really am grateful thank you so much all right i know it will be helpful because it works <laughs> all right thank <laughs> you for calling all right in. thank you thank you okay. take care bye, bye, -bye. all righty good there she goes all right so we're going to move right on down here to the next caller and that is keith as i put your name down on a card welcome to the show well thank you how are you doing couldn't be better wonderful so, so my question of it is is i have been trying to become more aware of my awareness and stuff and i keep on seeing one 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 and I am still trying so much, trying to figure it out. And I've meditated, but I still haven't got an answer. Is there anything that you can suggest maybe what I could do? Oh, yes. First of all, every time you are drawn to the repeating numbers like that, give a little surge of gratitude to your team of guides in the spirit world for being with you. Because seeing those is usually caused by something draws us to look at the clock now or look at this license plate now or wherever your eyes are drawn where you see that 111. And it's a, it's a sign when it happens repeatedly that you're in the flow, you're paying attention. And 111, I don't know too many of these repeating numbers uh, meanings, but that one I do know. And it means new beginnings. So this is the universe's way of showing you you're ready for something to open up for you. Get ready because we're showing you this number over and over. You're not going to be going through it alone and we're here with you. So that's pretty exciting. It is. And do you have any suggestion on like a meditation that I could do? What comes to mind right away is my Radiant Heart Meditation. It's free on my website on the gifts page. So go to SuzanneGeisman.com slash gifts and scroll down till you see Radiant Heart. It's a really beautiful practice for uh, getting in a nice expanded state, connecting with your heart, and then connecting with some aspect of higher consciousness for guidance. Wonderful. Um, thank you very much. You know, I'll definitely try this and see what happens. All right. That's the, the most important part is that sense of wonder, a childlike uh, willingness to play, even though we take it seriously, that openness and sense of joy makes it easier to connect across the veil. And I can feel your willingness, so that's pretty cool. Have a good time with that. Well, thank, thank you very much. And, you know, I followed your work, so... I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. And thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. 
hope you all are enjoying this as much as I am. We're moving on now to Wendy. You are on the show. Hi. Hey, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor to have a minute with you. That <laughs> always cracks me up because to me, I'm just me. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But you do inspire a lot of people, so always know that. Um, my question is, I have met someone that my soul just knows him, and I am not sure. Like, it's kind of overwhelming when the other person isn't aware of the connection. He's certainly aware of parts of the connection, but I'm not really sure how to um, proceed with it. Well, from the moment you started talking about that meeting someone, my guides are giving me this imagery of a hand slowly just rolling through the air up and down and in what they're saying is just flow with it. If you feel that soul connection, your soul already knows you were meant to meet. You don't have to know all at once why, but knowing that the soul is involved, just like I said to Keith, the last caller, be open to, I wonder what's going to happen here. A little bit of excitement. And with that openness, if guides have a message for you or there's an insight that will help you navigate this new relationship, even if it's not a romantic relationship, every time we interact with someone as a relationship, then you will hear, you know, make a call now or don't do this or do that. To be guided as you come together is, is a magical thing. And if this truly is a soul connection, sooner or later, he will become aware of that. It doesn't have to be on equal footing right from the start. Right. And, and that's how it feels. It's like I'm aware of it, but I'm not sure where he's at in that process. And and I do have these moments, uh, but it feels very vulnerable as a human, although that's the message that I'm getting is reach out tonight or, you know, um, check in with them, things like that. Well, it's beautiful and I'm not... to go into any relationship in this state of openness and listening. This is what, what my teaching from the guides is all about. The awakened way of living, living lucidly means you're constantly checking in. Am I doing this from my limited human view or am I feeling more guided? So the imagery they gave me as you were just speaking was... You know, watch out if he's not feeling the same way you are. Don't push it. Don't push it. Just, it, it truly is a feeling of flowing and asking, is this the right next step? Do I do this? Do I don't, do I not do that? And you, you don't ask a question like that just aimlessly wondering. You're asking it directly to a team of helpers you may not be aware of, but they are here. So you ask, do I make this call now? And you pause and an openness in your body some kind of way of knowing yes is just a clear indication to proceed but any any tightening in the solar plexus or heart area 
any other symbol that's very obviously a no to you would mean, okay, just don't do that right now. When the time is right, we'll let you know. Yeah. I think I just have to be a little bit more patient with it and, and let it, like you said, flow. Yeah, and, and patience is not easy <laughs> for us humans. <laughs> but, oh, when you, when you practice living lucidly like this, knowing you're being guided, you're part of a team, that, that if you display that patience and really act on what your soul is sensing, Things go so much better, and, and we all know what it's like to say, oh, I should have listened to my intuition, so don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help and guidance with that. I appreciate it. And um, You're welcome. I'm going to really... invite you to come back on the show in three or four months and tell us how things are going. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you so much, and have a You're blessed welcome. day. All right, Wendy. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Alrighty, we have a few more people lined up. Absolutely wonderful. If you're listening live to this radio show, not the YouTube video, you can call 816-251-3555. So we're going to move on to Pauline. The names are really teeny on my second screen over here, so that's why I have to squint a little bit. Pauline, how are you yes, today? Hi. I'm in a store and I'm with my mask on, so hopefully you can hear me. Um, I can hear you, but I wonder what the other customers are going to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, everybody's on their phone in New York City. Nobody, nobody notices. Not, okay. That's not odd. Um, I just noticed that you had somebody ask about, like, uh, their, I, I call that person my divine masculine or my twin flame. I knew him 20 odd years ago. I was married at the time. We had about a year together, and then he needed to push me out because I was not divorced. So I'm, you know, it took like 20 odd years before I got out of the situation. I waited till my husband passed. I, I guess I had a contract. I don't know. I felt like I had to stay until then. So we got back. I sort of like connected with him again uh, a couple of years ago, but it's been really push pull. Kind of a thing. He keeps saying, well, we're not the same people. And I said, well, yes, we are. I know who he is. He doesn't recognize me. I know, and I know that we're supposed to be together to do some kind of mission, not just for love's sake. It's a higher love and it's a higher um, situation. In other words, I think has to do with both of us having been from other star systems. He doesn't remember any half of the things because he thinks I'm crazy some of the things I've been saying to him. So he's kind of pushing out again. But I will let go if he choose. I don't really need him, I guess. I could just be my own twin flame. Um, but I was curious, do you happen to, can, can I, either I have to ask for my soul's purpose now, just for myself. Um, is there any way that uh, the the team of the, uh, and the afterlife, if I ask, somebody to do a reading and my family and ancestors said he's, he's the one for he, I'm supposed to be with him so that's why I didn't want to push back I didn't want to like give it up I've caught most of what you said but I'd, I'd like you to just summarize your main question again for me because it is a bit okay awful. so my real question is what is my purpose now is it to be without him and with him I know we're much more powerful you so know without him I'll have to do it myself so I, I'll have, probably have a different purpose. 
your purpose, just like everyone's purpose here, is to experience the fullness of life and so that our soul just shines through whatever is happening. Doesn't mean we have to be joyous and happy, but to see every experience as an opportunity to be aware of the soul, to experience how life flows, to to experiment with trial and error mm-hmm. through our decisions, and to not lose our sense of peace and mm-hmm. sacredness mm-hmm. through the trials. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I didn't so want to do too much. I'm all, I'm 60 now. I always have. I've been telling him I have hundreds of plans because you never do anything. You told me 20 years. I said because I was waiting for my twin flames to come forth. And I wasn't going to do anything until then. But now I don't have that many years. And now that the awakening is happening for a lot of people, I, I'm just a typical housewife. And I probably guide them now, whatever I can reach, whoever I can reach. So I guess, and he was a typical father and all that stuff. So I thought as a couple, we would be perfect to teach other people. By example, we don't have to even do anything. Just by example from what I'm gathering. Well, just keep following your heart as it sounds like you are, but watch those human thoughts that say we have to be in a relationship or this has to happen yeah, or I true. should. I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't make somebody else do anything. That's, That's right. And so anytime you catch yourself saying should or have to, pay attention there. That's the human side. And so our the- egos keep getting in the way between the both of us. We're really triggering each other when it comes to the ego. So yeah. can't do that either. <laughs> Not if I want right. to be... All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Pauline. You have a good rest of the day. All right. Let's see. We're going to go to Joanne, but we may just have enough time for your question, Joanne, before we go to a break. And if so, we'll just come back and keep chatting afterwards. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call and your time. It's a pleasure. Um, I have to be honest, I'm not quite sure what I'm able to ask. I was going to ask the question about my father, and it related directly to something with me. Um, so I'm not quite sure, because I heard another caller ask you a question, but I think you weren't able to really answer the question Right. to connect with my father. Yes. What about names in, in particular? Um, about my father? You said something about there was something to do with your father and names. Oh, no, and, and, and me. I had lost my um, my job had downsized. I lost my position in September, and it's been creating a lot of anxiety. And before that, he had passed. Uh, I found out six months before. And I've been trying to just hope he could help guide me into... Just a better place, you know. Yeah, well, that um, is the whole purpose of, of this. The message is of hope that you are not only human. This is the right. greatest awakening we have when someone passes and we dive into this work and come to find out that those we think are dead and gone are not. They're still part of our lives. And when we come to be aware of that, we realize that we also are eternal beings. So what does that mean for us now? So we're going to come back after the break, talk a little bit more about what to do when we're feeling distressed and lost and grieving, and um, hopefully get some guidance that applies to everybody. How's that sound? Thank you. 
Okay, so we're going to go to a break right now, everybody. We'll be back in three minutes and continue on. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Okay, well, we were talking to Joanne just before the break, and Joanne, like so many of us, is going through a challenging time right now. Uh, You lost your job, you said, and you found out your father passed. And truly, there are very few of us who don't look back on the hardest times of our lives and see them as truly growth opportunities. The fact that you're listening to a show like this shows that you're open to the reality of a greater existence than this one. So use this time to dive in and find out if you're not only human, what else are you? The hint is you are a beautiful soul connected to all that is. We're part of this incredible web of connections, not just here in our earthly suits, but with helpers across the veil. So get in the habit of asking for help, whether that's unseen spirit guides, if it's angels, loved ones who have passed, start talking to your father, ask him to send you signs that he's still there and start to notice the connections. The so what of that is, if you are connected, then you can call on those for help, like we said. And knowing that we're never alone, that we have those who love us across the veil and can nurture us in a way maybe our human parents never could, is incredibly comforting. And then you find peace, balance, freedom, through states of expanded awareness. Notice how when you're depressed or feeling down, we pull into ourselves. Watch what happens to your posture. Just the shifting of your posture, putting your shoulders back, raising your hands above your heart for a few moments, lifts your energy, opens you to the guidance from the spirit world, and will just shift you in an instant. So this period of your life, If you can see it as an opportunity to grow, to find new tools, to use, to find more peace, to uh, raise your consciousness permanently, which is what we're here for, just constantly up-leveling our vibration, then you'll look back on this and say, wow, losing that job could have been just what I needed. So instead of our human thoughts that see everything as a negative, we see that right now you have a blank canvas before you and 
anything could go on that. That shift brings about a sense of excitement instead of uh, victimhood. And I hope that just these words alone are motivating you and, and giving you hope, which is what this show is all about, that you have more power than you know to shift your life around moment by moment. And it starts with realizing at the soul level, all of you, all of us are already whole and complete. In our limited human forms, maybe not so complete, but we can open up to that completeness and just see what pours in. Okay? Thank you. All right. It may sound Pollyanna, but I can give you so many examples of people that have come to know this and live the awakened way, as I call it, and it's life-changing. So just check out more of my videos online and the gifts on my uh, gifts page on my home, on my website, and there are just so many tools there for claiming that power yourself. All right? So Thank you. We'll just affirm that that's the path you're on and send you so much love and anybody else who's in the same situation. Thank okay. you so much. You take care. You as well. Alrighty. So let's see. We have another caller. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. I'm calling hey, where are you calling Australia. from, Lisa? Um, Queensland, Australia. It's nice and early here. <laughs> Cleveland, Australia. I thought we were going to say Cleveland, Ohio. My husband was just looking at places where I might do an event there on our next summer's travel, but I don't think we'll get to Australia. <laughs> well, that was the last thing I was going to say to you after our conversation was, uh, we hope you come down here, Suzanne. You've got so many people that just love you so much. And uh, you and Sanaya's beautiful teaching. So never say never. I won't ever say never. In fact, uh, Ty and I might be up to that. I'm going to, he's usually listening to the show. So Ty, let's put that on the bucket list. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I'm just adding my little dog in. Okay. So thank you very much for having me on your show. I'm very excited. Now, um, I get in this down because I'm a little nervous. Uh, I am an, an animal energy healer and have been for a long time, but um, that's not why I'm here to ask you. On July 2019, I experienced um, a full manifestation of a person that looked to be, I don't know, like a monk or a pagan monk or something. He was in absolute full garb. Wow. Um, and he was standing at the end of my bed and my dogs sleep on my bed and my husband was beside me and nobody woke up. But I was um, I was asleep, but I wasn't. And I felt myself sit up and I looked at him and my first thought was, oh, my God, someone's broken into my house. And wow, then, that's you know, real. And sort of happened. Yeah, yeah. In a split moment, I thought, hold on, this guy's a monk. What is he doing here? We don't have these, you know, in here in Australia. And then his sort of thoughts go very quickly. Um, And then I realized he was very tall. I still can see him as clear as day in my mind's eye. Um, He stood before me and I looked at him and I said, who are you? And as soon as he looked up at me and our eyes caught, he he went. So um, he's not come back. But although it's been over two and a half years, 
I can still see him like he was here minutes ago. And I was just wondering, um, it's, I'm not asking for a reading. I'm just asking when this happens, what does this, you know, why did he, why does this happen? What, what, you know, what happened? Wow. It's beautiful. And I love that you, you still experience it just as clearly that it was obviously a visit not your imagination, but the fact that the dogs and your husband didn't sense it doesn't mean it wasn't real because that was a projection into your field of awareness and they were, and not theirs. So clearly he wanted you to know that he exists, that a greater reality exists, which you know, because you do this kind of work for animals. I find it very unusual. This is the fifth time in three days that monks in robes have come into my awareness. So I don't know what's wow. up with ro- monks, but you're the fifth one to mention them. So I'm going to have to go into meditation and ask what's going on with monks. But the guides are telling me right now they appear that way because they are in a guiding role. So this feels like that monk was just making his presence known to you that he's one of your guides. I hear this feels to me what the guy, my guides are saying that this was for a specific issue you were dealing with at the time. It's not why he hasn't come back, but your engaging with him was exactly what I advise people to do to ask, who are you? And the next question will be, why have you come here? But it feels like you snapped out of being at just the right level of consciousness where you could see him. I don't feel he disappeared on purpose. You may have just dropped the link, so to speak. So even if he's no longer still around you, you can still ask your own guides, your permanent spirit guides, what was that all about? But at the very least, it truly anchored in your awareness that you are part of something so much more than what you're seeing in what we call the objective world, right? Right. And that led me to you. Um, I've been doing your courses since then um, because I, I just love, I feel so much love in the teachings that you offer and what comes through. And I don't know if I'm a medium, to be honest. I have no idea, but I I was led to you, guided to you, because I was looking for answers about this monk, because nobody here knew was able to answer me, and you know, it's um, I began my search. So it it has led me to um, to this path. So I've had some experiences since, but not manifestations, not like that. Certainly, connections with guides. But isn't that interesting, though, that it led you to me, and I've been seeing monks for the last few days, and it's just, there's the web we're always talking about. So clearly, you're on the right path. It's bringing you great joy, and even if he didn't give you a message in the moment, it served its purpose. Here you are. Well, I hope that I can, I hope that um, you you write this somewhere, because um I don't know where I can find an answer. You know, once you look into this about the monks that have come to you as well, okay. is there a Facebook place or somewhere you can write um, the result of that? I'm sure I will write, we'll talk about it in my next monthly mentoring webinar. Do you know okay. about those? 
No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I've been oh. going through the shift. You must not be on my mailing list. <laughs> Anybody on my email list finds out yeah. about those. My teaching from the guides is ongoing, and every month I fill two hours with what they have shared with me in the past month. We just did one two nights ago, so it's another month till we'll do the next one. But all of those sessions are in are archived on my website, and uh, okay. that's day. always my best way to share what I learn from them. But I am definitely making a note to ask what's up with the monks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank right. you so much. And, well, thank you, Lisa. Uh, it's a joy talking to you from all the way down under. Me too. Hope to <laughs> see care. you down here, Suzanne. You and Ty. Well, okay. We'll work on it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, putting the glasses on so I can read. Let's see, have we already talked to Laura? I think. Louis, is that the same Laura? No, that's a different Laura. I don't think we've had a Laura yet. I'm looking at my slips here. So we'll bring Laura in. Laura, is this your first time on the show? Hi. Oh, honestly, no, actually. It's like maybe second or third. But first time today, no anyway. Question, right? So I apologize. <laughs> no worries. But first time today? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. I get, I sure. get spacey when I do this because I'm tuning in and uh, couldn't tell if I'd already spoken to you. So welcome again. It's okay to come back. I love it. Oh, well, thank you for taking my call. Um, and <clears throat> a quick thank you also for mentioning the um, the physicality of lifting your, your vibe but by just the actual physical motion of, of like opening your chest and lifting your arms. That's really helpful to me. Um, it's a good connection because it's not always that easy to get to the Yeah, Don't forget your question because I want to expand on that a little bit. Uh, when I get up in the morning, you know we're usually tired and you're just kind of a little bit slumped as you walk around. And to purposely remember, and your guides will remind you if you ask them to, to just put your shoulders back. What a great way to start the day because that motion to me means... Here I am, like I said, but I'm connected to you, my guides. I'm open to listening. So really just make it a habit every morning. And then throughout the day, notice your posture. Put the shoulders back. It's the quickest way to be present and connected. So, yeah, I'm glad you like that. I hope everybody else does. Thank you. I'm fixing my posture as I listen to you. So (laughs) good tip. Thank you. Um, So I had taken a class from you last year in December um, and it was excellent. And I was really um, blessed to find a development circle that's been very helpful. Um, Through the process of that, I've been so grateful, my grace, to get messages from my husband, which is just incredibly meaningful to me. But I'm having this reticence around talking about it. Like I have this like ingrained thought, like don't, that I'm going to jinx it, frankly. Oh. I, right, and I, I feel like it's so sacred and precious that I'm getting this gift, and I don't want to ruin it by being like, hey, guess what happened, okay. you know, just to, to other people. And I was wondering, in your experience, is that a real thing at all, in your opinion? It is not real at all. That's your own fears. And so I can put your fears at rest right away by telling you that the connection across the veil only gets better, especially when you have the tools that you've learned to to uh, keep that connection. It's just as simple as opening your energy field and shifting, as you know now. Like at first, it might take a little more practice till you get to recognize it. But first of all, 
Your husband isn't going anywhere. You are eternally connected. And this, of course, applies to all of you listening. There is no place but here in consciousness. I really went into this in depth on the Tuesday night's November 2nd mentoring webinar. There's only here. And so it just takes that shift to talk to our loved ones. Your fear is totally the human side talking to you. So what you do is you know now you're a soul and human, right? I'm almost certain, yes. Yes, okay. Getting there. <laughs> so, so in your ongoing quest to maintain soul awareness, you set the intention to notice those human thoughts. And as you notice yourself thinking, oh, I might jinx myself if I talk about this, you see that from the soul's perspective. You observe your thoughts and words. You smile patiently at that human side and you say, I'm no longer in that place of human fear. Go away to the thoughts. Go away. And what I'm hearing from the guides is that tapping, emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping, same thing, would be very helpful for you now to release that fear, knowing that it's unfounded. And you know it's unfounded just because I'm telling you. <laughs> Your husband isn't going anywhere and telling others about it will not jinx it. I thought you were going to say you didn't want to tell others because they tell you you're silly or tell you you're crazy. That also is their challenge and we don't need to share that with people who won't honor the sacred experience you're having with your loved one. But as far as talking about it, making it go away, impossible. So just recognize that from a human uh, standpoint that it's not serving you. You're no longer only human in your awareness. You know who you are. Claim that, that personal power of the spirit, of the soul, and just tap away. You can find the tapping motions on, uh, on the internet and just talk yourself right through that so that it won't even become an issue moving forward. Thank you. I do thank you because I think other people that are in grief that I know that could, could actually really benefit from hearing somebody they know have that experience. Oh, I yes. Just, yeah. You know, I just want to, like, respect it because I'm so grateful. Well, thank you very much. That's wise advice. You're welcome. Sounds like you're ready to go be a messenger of hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome, Laura. Take care. Have a good all day. Right. Lovely. I love feeling the love on this show. I hope you all can feel it going out at you, too. All right, picking up a little slip of paper here as we call on, I believe it's Trudy with my blurry eyes. <laughs> Trudy, do I have your name right? Yes, you do. Hi. Hi. I had a question. My sister died recently, and she was a healer and always had one foot on the other side. Uh -huh. And I really wonder what she's doing now since she was a light worker her entire life. The moment you asked that, the image that came into my mind was of her holding up two hands and sending energy to you and all of us in this world. And I hear the healing continues no matter which side of the veil you're on. When it's a calling, it's a calling. So as long as her soul continues with the, her story, that will be a part of her life and her experience. And trust me, sending energy goes both ways across the veil. We can send energy to each other here. And so 
I feel that she is just having fun and still continues to have a sense of purpose through connection with us here. And then if someone is a light worker here and a healer here, are they on the same level or do they become mentors for other people or what happens? Okay. So I have to tell you very quickly, no disrespect to anybody. My husband, the first time he heard the term light worker, thought that that was a term for electricians. (laughs) 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 He's pretty new to this world. Didn't expect to be married to a a medium or anybody doing my work. Uh, So if you're a light worker here, and then you be, there, is a, there are light workers across the veil. By virtue of being in this body, which really is the veil, the brain and the body are filters that block our awareness of the other realities with which we're flowing right here, right now. So we can't be at the same level as those who are not in a body, but we can learn to raise our vibration as high as possible and higher than the norm and continue to work with those across the veil, but not at the same level. Just don't hold yourself back thinking, I can't do this or I'm not gonna be able to do it to that level. My guide Brenda was a normal person here when she was in physical form. (laughs) And in fact, a new student to mediumship when she passed and now she's my mediumship guide. She's helping me with my, my readings. So those we know here can still guide us from across the veil. But as she told us, you don't instantly become all-knowing when you cross the veil. She's still playing the Brenda role, but our souls are on equal footing. We in human form, as the guides are telling me now, simply can't access the fullness of that energy or our bodies couldn't handle it. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Right. You're very welcome. Appreciate you calling. So we still have five minutes. That was Trudy. This is excellent. We have Francis waiting. I love that Spirit calls in just the right number of people to call in so that I don't have to disappoint people by not getting to them. We're coming down to the wire. Francis, welcome to the show. Hi. Can you hear me? You bet. How may we help you? Well, I just had uh, a question about grief. Uh, So, you know, as we know, it's not something that has a time limit. And every now and then it gets triggered really bad. And I just wanted to know what uh, advice you have for getting through uh, when the grief hits really hard. Oh, my goodness. You know, I have done so many shows of this unity online radio messages of hope show dealing with grief and so go in your spare time go to the archives and do a search for the word grief and listen to those one that comes to mind right away is the a to z toolbox and i can't remember the author right now but it's about grief and you can just pick one of those up immediately and find an instant uh tool But what comes to mind for you right here, right now, Leanne Hull was my guest on one show. Her son, Andy, uh, completed suicide, and she now dedicates herself to helping others. Her tool was just get a shift in the energy, and I completely agree. When you feel overwhelmed with grief, get out of the house or get out of your office. Get fresh 
air. I know I can spend a whole morning in the house and be working on this work or the next project, and stepping outside is such a shift. So it helps you get grounded. This totally will change your energy. And in those moments when you're shifting the energy, always, always call on your loved ones across the veil so you remember they're still here. Call on your guides and or angels and say, I could use a little companionship right now. I could use a little lift. And it's miraculous what they do for us. Okay, thank you. You are so welcome. I hope that's helpful. Thanks. Yeah, sometimes it just, you know, it hits uh, like out of nowhere, like it was yesterday. And it's it can be so hard to pull yourself out of it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I'll try that. For me, uh, what finally helped was taking a shower. I had gone outside. It didn't do much. But I remembered I had heard somewhere that showering, it's almost like meditative, like just like That's figuratively and literally washing you clean. So I love that. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't have access to a shower, perhaps you're at work or at a shopping mall or wherever it is, a shower of light is incredibly powerful. So you're just standing uh-huh. or sitting. Picture that this uh, a shaft like a shower coming down around you, and you can change the color of the light, white with flecks of pink and green because those are healing colors, and you just feel it and continue drawing that light through you. And it is, it's not just a visual. Your consciousness causes the energy to flow. So a wonderful, wonderful tool. And I'm grateful to you, Francis, for uh, bringing up the question because I know that will help a lot of people listening. Oh, thank you. That that was good to visualize the, the shower of light. I will definitely keep that in mind. Okay. You're welcome. You take care. So you I too. just Bye-bye. heard the alarm go off on my phone, and that means getting to the end of the show, we have to draw a name. So finally, a visual. You guys can see that I really don't... Uh, cheat ever. <laughs> I always pick a name. So these are the names of the people that called and I'm being told the one that my fingers are on right there. Pauline, you win the drawing today. So reach out to the connect page on my website. Reach out to Bev and tell her you won the drawing and she will hook you up with the course of your mine online of your choice. So I have to tell you, as we run out of time here, I taught one of my classes in person once and was teaching that showering technique of light. And in the back of the room, two of my students were retired U.S. Marine colonels. Now, to the Navy folks, a Marine colonel is kind of intimidating. And here are these guys holding their hands out, eyes closed, visualizing the shower of light. I have to tell you, I had to keep from laughing. Actually, it was so endearing. I was so proud of them for being open to trying. And I hope all of you maintain that kind of attitude going forward this week. Try working with spirit and watch the miracles flow. I just send my love to all of you. Thank you for joining me as always and have a great week. See you back here next Thursday.
Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.